So, all right, stand over there. So this is, in Luke 15, this is a pip-pip-toe. Right here, all right, start walking toward me, Josiah. My son, my son. He's home, That's the pip-pip-toe. So that happened in Acts 10 when the Holy Spirit fell on the Gentiles. That's the same word. It says when the Holy Spirit fell on them, it was a pip-pip-toe. Loving, it was the Father smothering the Gentiles with kisses and embraces and love. And so this is sometimes I want to talk about Holy Spirit because he is the kiss from the Father. Holy Spirit is the kiss from the Father. You know, sometimes we think Holy Spirit is, uh, and here's, here's this passage, I'll read it. While Peter was still saying these things, the Holy Spirit fell on all who heard the word. And the believers from among the circumcised, the Jewish people who had come with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit was poured out even on the Gentiles. For they were hearing them speaking in tongues and pray, extolling God, praising God. And so Holy Spirit is the mouthpiece of the Father. So when the Spirit of truth comes, he'll, in John 16, it says he'll guide you in all truth. He'll not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me for what he, he will take. He'll take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said, he will take what is mine and declare it to you. So you see right here, Holy Spirit's not on this separate agenda from the Father. Holy Spirit's not the crazy uncle of the Trinity. All right? So when somebody's having a threat, you know, they're get, they get wiped out in the Holy Spirit, or maybe they're laughing uncontrollably, maybe they're shaking, maybe they're, bar they're roaring like a lion, all these things have been done. And so what's happening is Holy Spirit's not like, man, I'm going to, I won't, Stir it up, baby. Now he's like, Father, what do you want to do? You want them to laugh uncontrollably? Yes, sir. Well, pow. <laughs> so all of whether it's uh, you have these crazy manifestations, or you're under the conviction of the Holy Spirit, or you are having godly sorrow, or you're you're at peace. Guess what? It's an expression of the Father. It is the Father. Holy Spirit is merely the heart of the Father. <laughs> He's not the crazy uncle. He's not on his own agenda, and he's a person. Now, God, does, does God the Father have a body? Exodus 33, Moses said, let me see your glory. That was pretty bold. Because if you see God's glory, you die. But, so he's like, I want to see your glory, God. Maybe he was just tired of like trying to get them through the desert. And he's like, kill me now. And so, <laughs> and so the Lord said, Moses, nobody can see my face and live. But what I'll do, I'll hide you in the cleft of the rock. You can see my backside and I'll cover you with my hand. So God the Father has a body. Jesus, 
Does he have a body? Yes. Resurrected, glorified body, sitting at the right hand of the Father. He's coming back on a real white horse in a real resurrected, glorified body. Holy Spirit, does he have a body? This is kind of, he's in us. Holy Spirit, is, he, he himself doesn't have a body. He's fire, wind, oil, wine. But he's looking for bodies. He's looking for a body. He's looking for a body collectively, corporately, and he's looking for individuals. Holy Spirit's looking for bodies. And so we are the representation of the Father in the earth. It says, he who, they who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So if you're following the Holy Spirit, guess what? You're walking in sonship. Song of Songs, chapter 1, verse 2 says, Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is better than wine. And so we just talk about the Father, the kiss of the Father is the Holy Spirit. And so we're asking for the Holy Spirit to kiss us with the kisses of a Father's mouth, to speak to us the words of the Father. Luke chapter 11 says, What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will instead of a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more would the heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And this is spoken in the context of the previous verses, which says, don't, don't give up asking. It, he, Jesus tells the story of the man that comes to his neighbor's house in the middle of the night. He says, listen, I got some family just came into town. I don't have any food. Do you, do you have some bread I can borrow so I can feed them? And they're like, man, the kids are asleep. You know how hard it is to get kids to sleep? I'm not getting up. And he says, come on, man. You know, it's, it's rude not to serve people food. And he's like, all right, but I'll get up. And then he says, keep asking, keep knocking. And so sometimes we're, I know my experience with uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I was like, Lord, baptize me in the Holy Spirit. And then. Like nothing happened. Then I came over, you know, another day I said, I want to be, Lord, baptize me in the Holy Spirit. Nothing happened. I'm like, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't have any kind of grid. I just was asking because it was in the Bible. And so for like a, a year and a half, I just kept, Lord, Lord, Lord. And then we went to this conference. And I said, I want to get somebody to pray with me. And I found this guy who was running the conference, and I said, hey, I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And he was busy. It's like he, he wasn't even, like, too into praying for me. You know, he was just like, all right, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's go in this room over here. He's like, all right, I said, all right, okay, hey, what's your name? Yeah, great, where are you from? Uh, awesome, great, glad you're here. Okay, Holy Spirit. We pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then Jessica was with me. It's like honey started coming down over our heads, over our bodies. And I, was, I felt like paralyzed in a good way. I didn't want to move. I was so at peace because the honey was coming down over me. I was like, ooh. And then he said, okay, all right, we're on the count of three. We're going to pray in tongues. One, two, three. 
and the, me and Jessica went, <laughs> nothing came out. And then I got in the car, I was like, Lord, I know I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. But, and then I got, I was like, Miki, Miki. And I was like, man, that ain't real. That ain't real. <laughs> Miki? Who says Miki? And so for a, a year and a half, I'm like, man, I can't speak. I can't pray in tongues. And then we go to Convergence. We moved to Fort Worth, Texas, and Steve Fish is like, who wants to be released in tongues? I was like, dude, I have no idea, but I, I want to be released in tongues. And then Steve Fish says, you're going to get a few words. It's like, you know, Steve coached us. And it's like, it's like a, you're going to get a few words. It's like a baby learning a language. But you just use those words that God gives you. And then, and then Steve was the one that showed me how you got to get loud because you got to break off the fear of man if you want to flow in the Holy Spirit, really. And so, I, you know, I got a few words, started praying them out loud. And he's like, louder, louder. I'm like, dude, there's, there's like 20 people in here. He didn't know that much. And then all of a sudden, I was like, I don't care. I'm diving in. And so just got loud with it, and I can get really loud. So <laughs> anyways, that was, I uh, didn't plan on that story, but maybe that was for somebody. Steve, speaking of Steve Fish, Steve said, I don't know anyone who has too much of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's a good word right there. That is a good word. Even if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, we need to be filled daily. It's a continual feel, filling. It's not like a one-time deal. It's, it's like an initiation into the things of the Spirit. Um, and just so you know, if any of y'all just need clarification, it's whenever you are, are, are saved, you receive Jesus into your heart, the Holy Spirit comes in your life in that moment, okay? You're sealed by the Holy Spirit. He's inside of you. But there's just this thing that there's more. You get to have more of the Holy Spirit. So it's, it's like having a pitcher of water. When you, you're an empty pitcher, when Jesus comes into your life, Holy Spirit comes and fills that jug up. And then when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's like putting that jug inside of a swimming pool. It's that you put that, in, that full jug of water inside of a swimming pool. That's what it means to be, to have the Holy Spirit in you, like every believer does, but then to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit expresses the heart of the Father. Romans 5.5, 5, it says, hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So who sheds the love of the Father into our hearts? It's the Holy Spirit. As Jesus Christ in human form was the perfect representation of God, so Holy Spirit in this dispensation, in this time period, the perfect he's the perfect representation of the Father until Jesus comes. So Jesus in the flesh, before he ascended to the Father, he was, he was showing people what the Father looked like. Hebrews 1.3, he was the exact perfect representation of the Father. Okay? Now, who's representing Father. Believers filled with the spirit of sonship, with the Holy Spirit, we represent the Father now. We're the body of Christ that represents the Father.
And Jesus, I go back, I went too early. Jesus Christ himself was filled with the Holy Spirit in order to fulfill the commission of representing the Father. To represent the Father, you gotta be full of the Holy Spirit. You gotta be full of the Holy Spirit because they're one. Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit expresses the emotions, the characteristics, the nature of God. So it says we have righteousness, peace, and joy through the Holy Spirit. Well, these, these things are the nature of God, the fruit of what? The Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit. It's like what Zechariah 4, 6 says, it's, it's not by might nor by power, but my, by my spirit, says the Lord. Guys, we can't do anything apart from the Holy Spirit. And I, I had lunch with uh, Fernando Villalobos this week, which is always amazing and a lot of fun. Uh, but Fernando told me a few stories from the Bolivian revival that I'd never heard before. And he said the way the Bolivian revival started, he said there was originally about eight people. He said he was, a, that got kind of swept up in this revival. He said he was about number 120, but it started with this eight. And uh, the main catalyst guy was this guy named Julio Cesar Rabal. So Julio and about seven other people, they started these meetings in this house that was, uh, it was the aunt of somebody, and she was a really good cook, so that's why they always would meet at their house. Cause she, but, but she was mute. Yeah, they were, they were smart, you know. And so, but she couldn't talk. She was mute. And, um, but she was just an amazing cook. And they were having a meeting, and they were praying, and like they, one of the people was uh, sitting up on the banister of the second of the stairs going into the second story. And Julio started to speak, and all of a sudden this guy just fell <laughs> and was out cold. And they were like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, what's, what happened? And Julio said, leave him alone. That's, that's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and the, the guy, you know, he was laying there, and they're just all looking around. And the guy gets up and starts speaking in tongues, and everybody starts speaking in tongues. And then the, uh, the mute aunt, she comes through the door and she says, what's going on in here? <laughs> and she closes the door. She didn't even realize she had said anything. She goes back and, and they keep causing more commotion. She comes back. She says, what's going on in here? And then she went. And then the, the, the guy that owned the house came. She answered the door and she said, good morning, sir, what can I do for you? And he just <laughs> went. <laughs> and so part of this is also, Holy Spirit expresses the heart of the Father, but part of the Father's heart is Hebrews 12, the Lord whom he considers sons, he disciplines those whom he considers sons. That's what good fathers do. And it's not, um, it's not this thing where they, he can't wait to punish you or anything like that. It's me and Brian were talking about this, and I've talked about it before. It's like, I want, I'm going to tell Josiah, you're not playing the road. 
that busy highway. We have people in front of our house, it's a 30 mile per hour zone, they go 55 with their glass packs and their mufflers and all that kind of stuff. Anybody else, anybody know what I just said? All right, loud, thank you. Loud mufflers. And so, I'm like, do not, you can't get in that street. And if Josiah sticks his toe in there, Josiah knows I, get, I can get stern with him. I've told him, as I said, sometimes I gotta get stern with you because I really wanna keep you safe. And it's the same way with the father. He knows sin's gonna kill you because the wages of sin is what? And so you have uh, Ananias and Sapphira in, in, in Acts. Now, you got to think about this. This is an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. This is a Niagara, Niagara Falls outpouring of the Holy Spirit. This isn't a river. The volume of water that comes through the Niagara Falls per second is amazing. All right, so this is. Now, whenever you, to much whom is given, much is required, right? And so, <clears throat> whenever it says that nobody is, if you stand in the presence of the Lord, you die in the Old Testament. Why is that? It's because flesh can't live in the presence of God. That's why you have to be filled with the Spirit. That's why you have to die to yourself. You gotta take up your cross and die daily because flesh can't live in the presence of God. So that when God's presence increases, guess what? Has to, there's like some things that happen. Either people run the opposite direction because they love darkness rather than the light or they, they get up on JC Masterpiece, Grill Master. They get up on the altar. And so Ananias and Sapphira, they come, they, they lie to the Holy Spirit. They lie to Peter about how much land they sold because they kept it back. They were worried about what man thought. And Peter said, why did you lie to the Holy Spirit? And he said that to Ananias first, who is the husband. And he dropped dead. Now, this is New Testament, okay? His wife comes three hours later. Sapphira says the same thing. He says, the feet of those who buried your husband are at the door. And she drops dead. And it's because there is, it's, it's almost as if they lied in the face of God. That's how much the spirit was poured out. So I asked Fernando, I said, in Bolivia, did y'all experience anything like that? Because they had an outpouring. If, if you don't know what I'm talking about, it was the Bolivian revival in the 70s. That was 95% of the people in a three million person country became born again within like a year almost. It was a mass, like nobody's, Fernando was actually writing a book about it. But, and I said, so has anything like that ever happened? Because the spirit was poured out in a great measure. He said, well, there's these teenage boys who are gonna try to fool Julio one night. And Julio was speaking on a stage and he was calling people forth for healing. And these boys were gonna act like, one of them was gonna get in a wheelchair and act like he was paralyzed. And the other one wheeled them up there to the stage and they, Julio said, what, what, can, what do you want Jesus to do for you? He says, uh, I'm paralyzed, I wanna walk. And Julio didn't even know, he just, he said, touch them, Jesus. And then the kid got paralyzed in the wheelchair and he, he started crying and Julio said, what's the matter? He said, I, I, I'm, I've been lying and Julio said, well, 
repent. <laughs> and so the thing is, is that there's great, Holy Spirit is, is still holy. It's just like the Father, you know, I, I know most fathers, you, I know I'm, I'm very silly with my kids and then there's times where it's like, listen, this is, this is serious. And so Holy Spirit expresses the heart of the Father, he expresses the silliness, the joyfulness, the playfulness, and he also experiences like this is about salvation, this is about eternity, this is, this is serious, and that's the fear of the Lord where you're scared of God, but you're not scared of God. Yes, he, he was unparalyzed after he repented. Thank you. So it was... <laughs> to teach him a lesson. And guess what? What was the result of that happening to that kid? He was believing, right? So that was the father's heart. It was like, I want, this kid wants to know if this is real, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show him. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. So hope is the Holy Spirit. This is the Passion Translation. Now may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life with the superabundance until you radiate hope. So why did God the Father send the Holy Spirit? Ephesians 1 verses 13 through 14 says, in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation and believed in him were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit who is the guarantee, which literally means down payment of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. And so the Holy Spirit is actually like the engagement ring of heaven. It's the, he seals you with the Holy Spirit of the promise that Jesus is coming back for his bride to preserve you, to give you the ability to walk in the faith, to stand firm in the faith. So the Holy Spirit is even the engagement ring of heaven. He's the guarantee of that great wedding day. The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Spirit. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance, enfolding you into the family of God, and you will never feel orphaned. For as he rises up within us, our spirits join in him, join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved Father. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. And since we are his true, true children, we qualify to share all his treasures. For indeed, we are heirs of God himself. And since we're joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. We will experience being co-glorified with him provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. So Holy Spirit is the kiss from the Father. Holy Spirit is the engagement ring of heaven. And Holy Spirit expresses the Father's heart. Holy Spirit is the spirit of sonship. So let's stand up. Holy Spirit, we do, we just want to wait on you. 
you know, this, this week I, asked, I was asking the Father, I said, Father, how do you want me to engage with Holy Spirit, which is interesting because Holy Spirit's in, an, in on the conversation. But I, and I just felt like the Lord said, wait on him. <laughs> I think so many times we're, we're impatient. We don't wait. We're, we do something that without getting his counsel. So, Lord, help us to wait on you. Those who wait on you will not be put to shame. Thank you, God. Those who wait on the Lord will not be put to shame. Holy Spirit, we're asking to conform us and mold us, conform us into the image of Jesus. Jesus.